A long time ago, I became a fisherman, perhaps not by active choice, but rather as a prerequisite to being the first-born son in our family of fishermen. A blurry memory from the beginning of my time suggests that I was already following literally in my father's footsteps at the age of four, carrying my own fishing rod while heading for some small reservoir in Iowa. I still can recall the uneasy footing upon a barren terrain littered with corn cobs and my determination to stay at my father's side. Iowa gave way to California, and I progressed in a few short years to tending my own tackle while accompanying my father in the many waters of California's Sierra Nevada mountains, where by now we fished together regularly. By the time I reached the age of eight, I was regularly hauling them in on the Owens River in Northern California. Those days from long ago were crisp with the anticipation of a glacial Sierra wind and nearly always full of mosquitoes. The crack of the ice underfoot in April and the hum of hundreds of cows in the distance of a summer afternoon are the pillars of these early memories. We considered the Owens as our river, since my mother's father had first fished there while working on the Mono Tunnel. The Mono Tunnel was built to bring water to a thirsty Los Angeles ages ago. It transported water from Grant Lake to the headwaters of the Owens River, known as Dead Man Creek, and in doing so enlarged it to a respectable trout fishery. The water then flowed forever southward, passing into a reservoir known as Crowley Lake, then through the Owens River Gorge, and finally on into the waiting masses of Los Angeles. My grandfather and my father were among the first successful fishermen on this revitalized river. It produced really big German brown trout and respectable rainbows as well. This river in particular, of course, became the training ground where I honed the skills that were passed down by my father and grandfather and were to serve me a lifetime. I fished the Owens for many years, usually with my father at my side, or should I say, with me at his side. I would follow him through the boggy cattle land to the banks of the river and spend entire days fishing its length. Mosquitoes were always murder, and I learned a fond dislike for these creatures. The fishing experience always made the discomforts tolerable, and I learned early on the small prices one must pay to call himself a fisherman. When I became an adult, I began fishing there alone and finding the same solitude and comfort there that my father and grandfather had found decades before. The upper Owens River flows openly in grassy cattle land between looming mountains that were shaped by the Mono volcanoes 280 million years ago. It is a quiet, spiritual place of solitary men, cattlemen, and fishermen alike. In the late spring, near the opening of the fishing season, the river flows over its banks and floods the grassy valley into a swampy, mosquito-infested labyrinth. It is in these waters that the big brown trout and smaller rainbows thrive during the summer and fall before returning downstream to the recesses of the man-made Crowley Lake. I count among my first true, cherished memories the many mornings that I fished these waters in the absence of others with only the far-off cow for company. The smell of wet grass, cow shit, and the rhythm of the glacial water set the tone and pitch for the rest of my fishing days. It was apart from the world as I knew it as a child growing up in the metropolitan San Fernando Valley near Los Angeles. Certainly it was as unspoiled as anything I have ever experienced in my life. The Owens River was a tough place in those early days, with only unimproved ranch roads to access its waters. 
Our favorite place was located on the Long Ear Ranch at a location that was simply called the Roundup Shack. This was a small camp that sat near an irrigation ditch and a small bridge that led to a structure used for the fall roundup of cattle. The earth all about was alkaline, harsh to the skin and to the soul. We almost always pitched our tent in the shadow of a small pumice-laden hill with breathtaking views to the east and south. The place was filled with volcanic debris, Indian artifacts, and the remnants from early pioneer cattlemen. It was a spot reserved for awe, not for its beauty, but for the lack of it. After I stopped coming there with my father, I often came alone, but I always pitched the camp in the same exact place that we had used for decades. The litter of old rusted cans from seasons before became a beacon of sorts. Such things become almost a religion.